Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Welcome back. Welcome to Self-Care 2022 Refresh. It was a year ago that I started recording the first episodes of this podcast, and so it feels almost like a year has gone by to me because last year when I was starting recording these episodes was when I started my job teaching full-time. Before that, I had been working part-time for a while, and so here I am starting another school year. And that feels like the beginning of my year, just like it would feel like if we're parents that our kids are going to the next grade level. As a teacher, we kind of have our year built like that too, or our year starts in August or September, and then it kind of ends in you know June. So I'm feeling that right now, like kind of I need a refresh. So last year when I started this podcast and you all started listening It was about November that I started dropping the first episodes, but I had been recording them and practicing on my iPhone and stuff before I used my microphone um, for a couple months before that. So that's why it's kind of feeling like a year to me. So here I am after a year of working full time as a single parent, and now I've learned a lot and I wanted to talk today about what new things am I going to do in this school year to support myself with self-care. How am I going to show up myself up for myself a little bit better this year? Last year, I am very proud of myself. I got through the year. It was mostly wonderful in a lot of ways. It was extremely hard and exhausting, and my body was just ravaged after. Is that the right word? That sounds sexual. I didn't really mean it. If that means sexual, it's not. I just meant my body was very trashed after going through that year. And when I got to June, I was starting to be like, okay, I've got to try something new this next year. You know, like this is not good enough. Um, I can do better. What can I do to fix my body? Because I was feeling old. I was feeling like I didn't have enough muscle strength to really get me through the day in the way I wanted or the way I used to feel when I was younger. So this summer, the first thing I did was I was like, I have to work out every single day, at least go for a walk, but I have enough time in the summer to be able to do something every day. And I need to start doing something to tone my muscles because my back was starting to hurt a little bit, like my shoulders and um, I needed better posture. And um, funny little story when I was dating someone the last, I dated someone from January to May and um I have to say that I had never experienced before that feeling after having sex and being intimate with someone that I was actually exhausted. I'm like, wow, I feel really old. But I was also like, you know what, I think I just need to spend more time 
exercising my body. And I was running and I was doing some gentle yoga a few times a week, but I had really slowed down in my running, like not running as fast. I was not timing myself. I was just running outside my house um, in the neighborhood and there's a lot of hills. So I would just kind of go at my own pace, but I was happy that I actually did it right. Like it's better than not doing it, but I needed to amp things up this summer. So I made a little list of five things that I'm going to do to revamp my self-care here in this this new school year, things to make me feel like I'm more energized, like I'm ready to roll, like I am there to share my gifts with my students the way I want to and be there for myself the way I want to. I want to feel good. I want to feel peppy. I want to feel like I have enough strength, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so... Part of this comes from a kind of diet system that I just heard about. I was looking to lose a few pounds of fat this summer, and I really didn't know how I was going to do it because I've really tried to do that a lot in the past, and it now doesn't really work. So I was really praying a lot and looking for guidance in a different way. I knew I had to really change something and do something different for me to be able to start controlling my weight a little bit better. And I knew I probably had to stop eating sugar, but I really didn't know how to do it because I really haven't been able to conquer that obstacle in my life yet. And I knew that that was the thing really standing between me and losing a couple pounds so that I felt the best in my body. You know, like I'm not overweight, but I'm like right on the verge of being and I just feel so much better a couple pounds less. Like I just feel like my clothes fit better and that kind of stuff. So I really wanted to do that, but I didn't know how. So I was just kind of soul searching this summer, like, God, please give me an answer. And eventually I did kind of a few things changed. One is I asked my therapist to help me with losing weight. So she and I are going to work on some processing about that this next Saturday. We didn't have enough time the day I talked to her about it. So there was one thing. I'm asking for help about it, right? Like I hadn't really done that too much in the past. Um, And the other thing is I heard about this program called Target 100 by Liz Josephsberg. She is someone who worked with, I think it was Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers. I think it was Jenny Craig for a lot of years. And she knows a lot about losing weight. Anyway, she came up with this program. And I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but there were a couple things in this program that I heard that I thought, you know, I can take those and put them into my life. And I'm going to see how that works if I do. So some of these things on my list come from her program, which I'm not an expert on it. I'm, I'm not like trying to promote it or getting money from it or anything like that. I just, I thought she had some nuggets of wisdom and I tried them and I feel like they're working for me. They're making me feel better. They make me feel healthier. So the first thing on the list, so her target 100 is she kind of 
made everything about 100. And one was to have 100 ounces of water a day. So more water. That's my first self-care thing. I always drink a decent amount of water, I thought, but it seems like I wasn't hitting that 100 mark. And um, it takes some effort to drink that much water per day. I've realized that putting some lemon in my water once in a while helps me chug it down a little bit more in the morning. And my biggest thing is I need to drink two big glasses of water when I wake up in the morning. I feel like I'm most dehydrated in my day in the morning. And um, that, and then I kind of start petering out as the day goes on drinking less and less water, maybe because I get busy, or I don't know, it just doesn't appeal to me as much in the middle of the day. And then I leave work and start driving home finally when I chillax a little bit and then I start craving sugar or I start just putting sugar into my mouth and then realizing later that ah I was actually just thirsty I think why didn't I just grab some water so I've been trying to grab the water when I feel quote-unquote hungry because that signal is very similar in our bodies so that's one thing I'm doing and I feel better for it The second thing is I am making sure that sleep is a priority. Sleep is always a priority for me in some ways because I seriously can't function um, if I'm too sleep deprived. But sometimes sleep is hard. You know, sometimes I can't go to sleep when I want to. That's a different problem. But the problem I'm talking about is that I'm going to try to get myself in bed by 9 p.m. every night with my technology off. I generally make it to bed by 9.30, maybe 10 um, with my technology off, but I think I need a little bit more than that. So I'm going to try to get myself enough sleep. That's going to help with my cravings for sugar. That's going to help with a, my energy problem. And maybe that'll help with me not feeling on Saturday morning like I'd never want to wake up, you know. Um, I feel so tired sometimes by Friday night. I'm just so exhausted. And so maybe that'll help a little bit if I make sure that I'm going to bed on time. And one of the things that I'm devoted to this this year, I was pretty good at this last year, but in the last two months of school, I got a little bit complacent about it and started doing it more was um, I'm just setting a rule for myself that I don't watch TV on the weekdays. And I get really, really addicted to TV and it's hard for me to turn it off. And so I can't really trust myself with watching something for 30 minutes because I'm probably not going to shut it off. And I definitely don't want to not sleep because I'm watching some show that was addicting. Like that just seems dumb to me now. I'm like, I can control that. And so there are shows that are really fun and I love watching TV, but There is a time and place for it, and I'm going to try to be a little bit more skilled about that for myself so that I can just watch it maybe Saturday nights, and that might be it until the breaks, and then maybe I can write down a list of shows I really want to watch and prioritize those, and you know, I I don't know how that well that's going to work. I think it'll be okay, but that's one of my goals. Then let's see the third one. Let's see, I have five totals, so there's three. Oh, and I have a bonus one for you guys too. So I meant to say that in the beginning that I have a bonus idea that I just found for anxiety I want to share with you at the end. Okay, so two more here. Two more things my self-care, how ways my self-care is going to improve this year is um, for more exercise. So I kind of touched on this before, but this summer I joined the gym again. I used to be part of the gym 
when pre-pandemic time and then in the pandemic of course uh, pretty much I think it closed and everybody stopped going to the gym for a while as did I and I had to find a way to work out at home which was challenging and I ended up leaving my son take that out I ended up going running outside of my house in my neighborhood that was the best thing I could do for working out for the last two years. And this summer, I realized I was really, really missing my yoga class. Like I'd go to the gym, I'd run four miles on the treadmill, check my pace, you know, try to get better and better or stay at a level that I find decent for myself, a pace that I found find decent for myself, and then go to yoga afterwards. So that always makes me feel really good when I do both those things together. And I used to do that pre-pandemic once a week. I would do it on Saturdays usually. Um, And it worked for me. I liked that. But now I know I even need more. I need to make sure I build up that muscle. So during the summer, I did it two or three times a week. And I didn't know how I was going to make that a routine in my life. I did not know how I was going to have care for my son while I went to the gym. He generally hated going to the gym babysitter and I didn't want to make him do that since now he's even older and it's really has a lot of babies there at that particular gym and the people that work there are really not that great. Um, So I really didn't want to make my son do that. So I was like, how is this going to work? How am I going to get to the gym at least twice a week, but ideally three times a week? and then maybe work out and run outside my house a fourth day. That was my goal, to run four days and to do at least two solid hours of yoga, like with a teacher, for two hours. Because, you know, I don't work that hard when I do yoga at home. It's just I need to be in a class where there's peer pressure and pressure from the teacher for me to try the new poses because they're hard, right? And... um I need to be pushed. So I joined that gym again, started going, and then lo and behold, I figured out a schedule to where I could go twice a week. Um, I'm pretty certain of it, and I'm holding myself to that, and I feel a lot better. So going to the gym more, building my muscle, that's going to help me feel better. I already do. And then let's see, five. So another thing I really found out that I wanted this summer um, was I really wanted to date and spend time dating. But again, I was like, how the heck am I going to have time to do this? I want to keep up my podcast. I want to keep up my voice lessons. I have a really rigorous job. I'm a single parent. How do I make time for all this? And I was even crying one day, like, how am I ever going to find a partner? I have no time to devote to this, you know? And um, I don't know. I just started thinking, well, I know what happened. I started listening to a couple dating podcasts. So podcasts where they were talking about dating in the 2020s. And and that kind of revved me up a little bit. And one thing I heard was that if I want to find a partner, then I need to set time out of my life to be on the apps. I need to go out on dates. I need to spend time doing that and make it a priority every week. And so 
I've kind of set aside a time, decided maybe I will put a little more time and effort into dating apps for a while. I don't know all of a sudden I have more energy for it in the past. I haven't. And something changed this summer in me and I just feel like I'm actually having fun talking to people on dating apps when before it felt like a I was scared. I think I was scared. That's really what it came down to. So that's another one is um, that's my fifth self-care stuff for myself is that I don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But I think 30 minutes a couple times a week spent on dating apps or an hour spent going out on a date every weekend. Um, Luckily, I have the resources to get a babysitter for my son if I want to. And I'm going to use that more often because I deserve to have a connection in my life and to meet a partner and to have that piece of my puzzle. I get to have that part of my life fulfilled. Maybe it won't be fast, but at least I can kind of put some energy towards finding a partner if that's something I care about so much. Okay, here we are at the last one. My last little tidbit here, I heard something so good and, you know, maybe it's not new for you, but it's, it was new for me. It, it just rocked my world when I heard this the other day. I feel very... Before I start a new school year as a teacher, and I know that I'm not alone in this, most teachers feel this way, we get a little anxious. Like, you know, we've kind of been out of practice for a while, and we're like, do we remember how to teach? And we get a little anxious, and a lot of teachers I've heard, and me too, well, I have like anxious dreams a couple days before, and, um, you know, just kind of like, what's it going to be like? Because every class is different, and we know that change is inevitable, change is every single day, and we're, we are going to be on the spot, you know, for hours a day with people asking us for things, and it's a lot, so I get a little anxious. So what I should do when I feel anxious is not worry about all the things that could go wrong, which I think that's where my brain generally goes when I'm feeling anxious. The flip side is of that. The turnaround is that is to visualize things working out. So these last few days when I've noticed myself starting to feel a little anxious about what's the school year going to be like? Am I going to be able to get everything prepared on time? I have all these new curricula to do, to learn, and it's a lot right now for me. I'm like, am I going to even have my poop in a group to do this? I don't know. And if I start going down that, I stop and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a minute and visualize things working out. Let me visualize that classroom of mine and how much connection I have with those students. I have this cool job where I get to have a lot of the same students for a couple of years. And so most of my students, I actually already know. And the two most difficult students were actually eighth graders last year. So they're bye-bye this year. And I know there'll be others to take their place, but those students will be different. They'll have a new set of things. So all the students that are coming back, you know, I can be excited to have a connection with them. So this is me visualizing things working out. Let me visualize that we're having fun in my class. Let me visualize that I have my poop in a group. Let me visualize that I 
have routines and stick to them and my students are listening and they are reading, writing and practicing and learning and trying their best. Let me just visualize it working out. I love that. Like how fun is that actually? It's like when I used to not be able to go to sleep when I was little, my dad would say, think about going to Disneyland. And maybe that's what started me on like a whole fantasy issue of fantasizing when kind of dissociating in fantasy. I don't know. But this is kind of like that. Like, let me visualize this working out. It is like Disneyland for a teacher to think about your class, your class behaving in the way you expect them to and want them to. And it's so much fun. Like that's the joy of teaching when things are connected and beautiful and going smoothly and kids are raising their hands and the lesson is getting understood. Like all those things are, they feel so good. So I want you to try that in your life and let me know how it goes. Visualize things working out. Take care survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.com.